0: Scotty's Vodka Rebel Friday banger, right here. Oh, yeah. B, I might have had some Scotty's last night. Did you? I sure did. Lauren got home. I played. I got my ass kicked at paddle last night, by the way. I'm, I'm going to confess to the world. Um, we, oh, we, dude, we lost first at 6 0. The second one was tight, it was 6 4. But ugh, that first one was bad. Right now, time to go to the BetQL guest line. Talk to our friend Nikki Jabala from the Washington Post. Nick, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. Uh we are good. We are uh our our guy Jeff Walker was out at the uh, opening this morning. We're going to talk to him about it, but I was curious just kind of what you thought of the new sports book at FedEx Field. I know you were there.
1: Yeah, it's pretty nice. You know, it's like a like a lounge area inside FedEx Field. Um <laughs> it's it's nice. Um my, I'm more curious about like kind of the long term. They have a it's a regulation rules. They have a five year contract with Fanatics, so that pins them right up against the time when I guess they would try to find a new stadium eventually. Hopefully, um, <laughs> well, so I I'm think, always curious about what that means. But the
0: what place I think could represent. be cool over there is, um, you know, Prince George's County officials have plans to like develop all that land. Yeah. So if you yeah. put like a big, like I'm thinking like a rest in town center type. Development, yeah. and then you have a sports book lounge there, like I imagine the license holds that would be pretty cool. um,
1: it would be cool. you'd have more reason to go out there in the off season, you know right now, I'm like, would you go out to Landover just for the sportsbook now? I guess yeah, that's the question I'm live.
2: asking that's the question yeah. I've been putting out there the whole time, yeah, yes, it's a nice place, but how many right. people are just hanging out near FedEx Field during the week
1: right, exactly, yeah, right,
2: um I so' guess like, we'll l-
1: see.
0: Let's talk about probably more pressing matters with this offensive coordinator search. Um, Mm -hmm. We know they've interviewed Zampezi, They've interviewed Shermer and Charles London. Uh, Mm -hmm. Thomas Brown and Studensville are going to get the calls next week. Um, What do you make of this search so far?
1: I mean, to me, it's kind of as expected. I mean, you're not. I, I think the trouble they're running into, and perhaps they expected it too, is. They have two big things working against them. They have a, a pretty well-built team with a number of pieces that should intrigue, right? Between that receiving quarter, they got good mm-hmm. backs. You know they, they can build up the line that defense is solid, but they don't have the quarterback, and they have ownership uncertainty. And those are two major red flags. If, if I'm an OC coming in and I have options, um, to me that would take them off the board or significantly push them down. Um, Now, if you're somebody who doesn't have a ton of options, it's a great opportunity. Um, You know, it it could very well be a lame duck position, a one and done, um, but you have something to work with, with this offense, and especially the defense and, you know, the rest of the staff is intact. Um, And there's, there's always that possibility that if a new owner comes in that and, you know, the staff does well, the team does well, that they keep you beyond the year, but, You know, typically when a new owner comes in, he'll want his own guys, especially if the team isn't
2: performing well. I think, But, like, if you're looking for the offensive coordinator, uh, (laughs) and what I thought was the people with with, with credibility, they're going to probably say no. And we've already seen that happen. And the guys that probably need to, that that I'll take any job of, or I'm somebody trying to get up, they'll take them. But when they start looking at the offense, yes, you have some great pieces, but you -hmm. don't have a quarterback or an offensive line. Exactly, and I think and as a that's coordinator, a play call—that's huge.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and yep. I would add, and I don't mean this to—I like the running backs they have, but people in the NFL kind of believe running backs you churn and burn, right? Like it's not. I believe that, but yep. I think
2: I've, I've talked to two people that believe that they can really use Antonio Gibson in a different manner and a better way, but they also believe that he got to get tougher too.
0: How about yeah. this? Anybody that knows Resh Manuel on Twitter knows that he finds the most outrageous connections for people. Mm-hmm. Nikki, are you sitting down? You ready for this one? I am. Per Resh Manuel, fun fact about Commander's offensive coordinator candidate Eric Studsville. Beyond just that he was B. Mitch's coach with the Giants. Studsville's wife, Stacy was a standout basketball player at Purdue. And I she, knew that. Okay. She played for yeah. the Chicago Twisters of the now defunct WBA. Yeah. Her coach no, they, her coach yeah. with the Twisters was Stephanie Rivera. Wow.
1: There's even another connection with Rivera. He right. was on the twenty eighteen Eagle staff with Ron. They were both quality control coaches. Ron on defense, Jujutil on offense. So Interesting. they do they do have connections. I mean, they came up and, you know, when was that? With Reed. What, what year was that? Uh, 19, was it 98? 98? So you are still 98? here. Yeah.
2: yeah, I was still here then. All right. Yeah. So, so,
1: so
0: Ron was quality control by the time you got there. He was linebacker coach? Yeah. Okay. And Studensville was Studesville gone?
2: was gone. He was in New the Giants. York. Okay.
0: Man, yeah. it's interesting. We're talking with our yeah. friend Nikki Jabala from the Washington Post. You can follow her on Twitter, at Nikki Jabala. I'm going to spell it, N-I-C-K-I-J-H-A-B-V-A-L-A. Uh, Nick, who, how would you handicap the race here for the OC? Who do you like? Is kind of, it's. I, I kind of think Shermer's the favorite. Um, I, I remember back in 2020, there were kind of some whispers that Shermer might get the job then, but he was kind of yeah. burnt out from being in New York. Uh, but I, I might be more excited about Studesville or uh, Thomas Brown's, who I've been cheer, advocating for all along. I don't know that he'll get it. And for a young guy to take a first time ever OC job, I'm not sure this is the spot you take. What, what do you make right. of the race?
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of who they may favor, I could totally see Shermer being the league guy. I mean, Ron interviewed him in 2013 for the Panthers, too, has been interested for a number of years. Um, you know, I could see that. I could see them kind of leaning that way. But, you know, as a from somebody from afar to me, that, that doesn't feel a whole lot different from what you had in Scott Turner. Sure, yeah. the, the system could be slightly different but does it change a whole lot? His track record doesn't do it for me. I I think Charles London is very appealing. I really like Eric Studisville. I got to know him pretty well from our time together in, in Denver, very well liked by players. Yes. Um, and he, he was an interim head coach. He kind of cleaned up all the mess by Josh McDaniels uh, when that went down in Denver. Um, so I, I, I would love to see him get an opportunity, um, especially if it's, kind of this weird situation where it could, you know, you you could use it as a launching pad to something else. I mean, I know fans don't love to hear that, but it's reality. Yeah. Um, You know, I think any of those intrigue me. It it would at least be something different. I I feel Pat Shermer is, we know what he is, we know what he's done, and it just doesn't really move the needle. But I could see why the team would have interest there.
2: I think when you look at it, I, I go back to when Coach Gibbs was here. Coach Gibbs and also Richie Pettibone. And everybody automatically assumed that those two guys automatically ran the team completely. But Wayne mm-hmm. Severe was a guy who connected with everybody on the team, and right. he did a lot of their leadership stuff for him. And I look at Eric very much like that, to where yep. he can connect with players and get those guys to work in a way. Like, I think Ron would love that, you know, where you got somebody exactly. else that you can, you can uh, lock up with and make sure that the guys are listening to you in the right way. But I also think Eric has a keen way of keeping it, you know, Little youthful for the coach for the players.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I was in Denver, the guys loved him. He he was as much a father figure to a lot of the guys. And there's always got to be a balance for a head or a a coordinator or a head coach. Really, you know, they they have a job to do. This, so they can't be buddy buddy all the time. But there was respect there. There was a mutual respect, and he worked his butt off. Um, You know, he's well regarded within the league among coaches. So I think I think he'd be great here. but we'll see. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if all this wraps up by the end of next week. Um, and we'll kind of see where
2: it goes from there. I, I watched a little thing on Deion Sanders uh, yesterday where he was talking to the players about just that. the coaches. About, you know, yeah. you you are their coach. I don't want to see you all buddy-buddy hanging out with them, clubbing with them, and things of that nature. And I think that's where Eric – I was the same age as Eric when, when I played for him in Philly. I mean, in New <laughs> York. And I had a respect for him knowing that we were the same age, but I never mm-hmm. really just tried to treat him like I was, you know. But I right. had coaches that were older than me that couldn't get that respect because they never respected me. And I think right. that's where he ends up winning because he respects his players.
1: Right, my,
0: absolutely. My, my thing with Studsville is we've seen – there's a track record, at least with Shermer and Zampezi, and it's not yep. great. Like there's a record right. of what you've done in this position and, and the and the numbers aren't great. I'd right. rather see somebody else get a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. I, I want to switch to quarterbacks, Nick. Um, CBS report maybe last weekend now that Sam Howell is QB one. Uh, yep. Mitch and I kind of have a term. Well, he's QB one, he, but he's, he's also he's one QB, one QB. Like nobody else is right. on the team right There's now. There's
1: nobody else on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> right. So obviously he's a starter because he's the only one who's going to be under contract in March. Um, so right. Yeah. I mean. There's just common sense there to it. I do think they like him. I think they were impressed by him in that one playoff – not playoff game, but that one start that he had. I think they were pleasantly surprised by where he is in his development. Um, you know, but I i think – and I think they would like to stay cheap at that position, and you do that by staying on rookie contracts. Um, you know, that allows them to kind of build out the roster. elsewhere, also allows them to re-sign Jeron Payne, which would be huge for that defensive line. I don't know if they – Canna will do that, but, you know, it gives them options there. Um, and let's be real, their, their veteran options are not great. They never are in the offseason. You know, the really good veterans don't come available like quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I think Kirk Cousins was one of the exceptions. It's just, you know, they could pay a lot and, you know, either trade or just wait for Derek Carr to get cut. Is that the answer? I don't know. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, you got the injury history. He could still come at a premium you know, so you turn to your younger guys, Sam Howell. Maybe turn to the draft. Maybe re-sign a you know that second-year backup. Re-signing right. Taylor Heineke would make a lot of sense to me.
0: Right. What um, do you think the chances are Heineke's back?
1: Uh, I could see it going either way. You know, in past years, I'd be like, oh yeah, he's he's you got to keep him definitely. But um, you know, I think a lot of it is up to him and what he wants, what options he'll have. Um. You know, because I, I think you might have a couple options, especially after this last season, after turning around, you know, their one and four start and leading them into playoff contention. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll come down to numbers. And if he wants to be back, um, you know, it would it would definitely make sense. I, I, I've always believed that the backup quarterback is the second most important position on the field, you know. So yeah. if you can get one, you keep them for I mean, a long time. I but thought I something about that.
2: What if Scott Turner ends up somewhere? And that connection with he and Taylor, do you think that's somewhere where they will feel like, where Scott pops up, Taylor follows Scott because yeah. Scott was the one that fought for him.
1: That was the one that fought for him. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure to be honest. You know, I'm not. I'm not quite sure where Taylor's at after you know they they did bench him for Carson Wentz. Yeah. So how does he feel about this staff? You that's, know, I'm, it, I'm
2: saying that. I'm saying know? like. Scott wasn't the, the decision-maker, I believe, in that There's situation. No way it was Scott's yeah. call. And I, and I would say if Scott Turner lands somewhere, then I can yeah. feel that he'll follow that.
1: No, for sure. I, I think that's a fair assessment. So, yeah, again, I think you might have options, and that's something they're going to need to consider. And I, I I do think backup quarterback is especially important.
0: I uh, If I was Heineke, I'd have two words on my mind. Highest bidder.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: I, I believe he can carve out a long-term NFL backup career and make some good coin, but I would start doing it as soon as possible.
1: Last yep. time, he knows what it's like to be out of the league. He knows how close he was to not right. You know, ever coming back. So and, I, I, I'm all but certain he wants to set himself up for, set him his family up for security, and that's that's money. That's what this is.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and. and Last time he was a restricted free agent, like he didn't have a ton of options.
1: Right. Now Exactly.
0: Now you do. Um, yep. I uh, I support bringing Heineke back. The only thing that concerns me is if you're really trying to develop Hal or at least give him a real shot, because of these Heineke Hive people, the first time Hal throws a pick. I, yeah. I, is it helpful at FedEx Field if they start chanting yeah. Heineke? And and I don't think it would be the same because nobody wanted Wentz, and people I do think want to see Howell succeed. So I think the vibe will be different. But the only thing that complicates it is the the fifteen percent of people that think Heineke is Joe Montana and scream about it all the time. So
1: yeah, I I, I would argue that I think they would feel that way about the, any backup quarterback. You know, if the starter's not performing well after a couple games, I think they're always be those calls to bench him and just go the backup because the other person is always the savior, right? Right. Yep. It's, yeah. it's whoever is not in that person is the right answer for us. So whether it's Heineke or somebody else, there's always going to be that. And that's just kind of the nature of the sport. And it's especially here where it's still a pretty competitive market. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to face that at some point anyway. And at least Heineke is, is somebody, you know, is a good teammate, at least that, that other quarterbacks within the room respect. Um, but yeah, I, I, we'll see what they do there.
0: Talking with our friend Nikki Javala from the Washington post, uh, where let's get our, our last question. We'll do a little ownership. Um, I, I think that Dan's selling and I think it's going to happen soon. Uh, Mm -hmm. where, where are you at? I know you guys have done a bunch of reporting on all this stuff throughout.
1: Yeah. I mean, all indications are he's selling, um, how soon? I would think the soonest certainly is is March when the other owners have a chance to approve it. I can't imagine it would be any sooner than that. Um, just looking at the past deals that they've, you know, the past franchise sales that have gone down. I mean, I think that the Carolina Panthers was the fastest and this would, you know, if, if this were approved and done in March, it would be way faster than that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all indications are that he's, selling but the whole process has been pretty tight-lipped and I I think there's probably a good bit of gamesmanship going on at this point in the process you know of you know there's I'm I'm sure some camps are putting out certainly said you know maybe we're in we're out or whatever or you know the the price point is the average price point of the bids or this just or you know increased value whatever there's there's gamesmanship in this like there are with all transactions be it you know, trades or contract negotiations or whatever. So, um, you know, there's a. It's been pretty tight-lipped, and I think once it gets closer, a lot more information will come out. But yeah, I mean, and you've been you know near the top of the reporting, so you know, kudos to you because it's it's a it's a hard thing to follow.
0: Yeah, I I think because uh, I think there's a a few there's complicating factors. The first one is named Dan Snyder. Everything is right. complicated with this person, mm-hmm. right? Right. Second is the the Bezos threat, real or perceived. Right. Can he come in at the last second and just beat everybody with dollars? Because right. he can. Um, third, and I don't think this is talked enough, though. It, in league, like, I'm, I'm guarantee you know this, Nikki. Like, it's not often where people know other teams are about to come up for sale. Like, the right. Seahawks are going to come up for sale. The right. Chargers, it sure as hell seems like, are going to come up for sale. So, right. And I've heard rumors about other teams that I'm not even going to speculate on publicly. But, like, sure. yeah. with that in the backdrop, and I grew up a Redskins fan. I love this city. I love everything about it. Fan base has deteriorated. Yeah. The stadium sucks. You, yeah. you, you've got to deal with three different jurisdictions with very different opinions of things. Like, you're now, are you? You're buying a fixer upper that you can turn in to one of the nicest houses on the block, but it's going to be a lot of work.
1: It's going to be a and lot, it's a lot high of work. Price but tag, the, but the payoff is significantly higher yeah. than probably any other market. I, the yeah. DC market compared to Seattle or any of the others that might come up soon, night and day. I mean, the the value of DC is what is selling, and then. If you the get a real stadium, a stadium within this market, a new stadium like Every the amount of money a new owner can make on this team is at massive. I think
2: I think we just heard a report came out that 10%, they went up 10%. The ticket yeah. ticket sales or whatever it was. If, if a new owner comes in, that thing going to say 85%. Team. Dude, a new yep. stadium,
0: a new nice stadium downtown especially, but as long as it's <laughs> somewhere reasonable. It's not in yep freezer well, everything.
1: You got to think that everything is back on the table totally. if, they, if a new owner comes in. Yeah. So and all this, you know, all, all this three jurisdictions pitting each other. That's a, that's a non-story anymore. That becomes once a real. New owner comes in, <laughs> right? Like
0: RFK yeah. is back on the table, hundred yeah. percent. Every yeah. major corporation in the world, probably certainly yeah. in the country, has a DC office. Yeah. And every major corporation in the world, or at least in the country, is going to get right. a suite at that stadium. You know what this that's going to go a, for?
1: Yeah, this will be a coveted franchise, not something that they're dreading having in their backyard, like it is right now. You know, Nikki, this it is a easy money maker right here. <laughs> this yeah. one just makes so much sense, and this, like,
0: it's a prime takes money to make money though, because somebody's got to exactly. put two and a half billion on the table. There you go. Thank you for well, your time. I, I appreciate of it. Of
1: course, of course. Thanks, guys. All right,
0: All that's right. our friend Nikki Jabala from <clears> the Washington <throat> Post. Don't go anywhere. When we return. Jeff Walker on a Scotty's Red Bull Vodka Friday? I, that didn't make sense. On a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's like I've already started drinking them. Jeff Walker <laughs> Seems will like give it. us his thorough review of the new sports book at FedEx Field.
2: Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Bet the NFL playoffs with FanDuel where every player is a rush. This weekend, FanDuel is giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay during the divisional round. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account, you'll get free bets back, if your NFL playoff same-game parlay doesn't hit. Same-game parlays let you combine all your favorite bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Listen, when you look at the games this weekend, just take the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. You can go with either one of the quarterbacks for overpassing touchdowns. Add that with any anytime touchdown score and for a running back to go over rushing yards, and you can win you a lot of money. You can even ride with thousands of other fans and bet popular same-game parlays already made for you. If you're new to FanDuel, join now with promo code BRIAN to see for yourself why it's America's number one sportsbook. And if you already have FanDuel, you can start building your no-sweat same-game parlay today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook with the official partner 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old or present in Virginia. Three-plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued as a non-withdrawable free bet that expires seven days after receipt. Max refund is $100. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem, call 1 800 gambler B. Mitchell Finley, 1067, the fan.
0: It is a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday, powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka, Maryland made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. I can tell you that about two vodka grapefruit sodas got consumed last night in Bethesda. I can confirm that per sources. Sources, meat. Pink grapefruit. Yeah. No, I told you I I use those spindrift cans now. That's my move. Oh, you don't do the the, the pink grapefruit number? No, nah, I don't it's too much sugar, it's too much juice, all of it. Mm. So it's it's uh I, I'll bring one in for you. It's good. Um <laughs> uh there was news this morning. The commanders, FedEx Field opened a sports book. Um, the Fanatics Sportsbook. I believe this is the first Fanatics sports book in the world. Um, certainly, it's the first sports book at FedEx Field. Uh, to get an idea of the action, we sent our own senior FedEx Field insider, Jeff Walker for president, sure. was on the scene.
3: Jeffrey, floor is yours. How was it, man? Uh, the ceremony, it, w- it was a good ceremony. I expected more people to be there, uh, but it turned out being more of the media there. But it is. 10 o'clock on a Friday What was the ceremony like? Um, They had, uh, I forgot his name right now, Uh, and I'm not talking about Jason Wright, but uh, the guy that was with Fanatics, they had them come and talk about the process and how it's historic um, with Fanatics putting a sports book inside of an NFL stadium. Um, They had the ribbon-cutting ceremony, uh, which was kind of funny because at first, Jason couldn't get the... um, the ribbon cut. It was, it was kind of tough, so it took him a couple couple strikes at it. Doll scissors, yeah, doll scissors. Yeah. We're gonna, or yeah. no, we are gonna say strong ribbon. That ribbon was kind of strong and it was thick. <laughs> That's a tough look. <laughs> um, um, inside of the sports book, however, um, it actually looked better than I expected. Uh I thought it was gonna be. Um, I really thought it was gonna be like burgundy and and some type of gold to go with the commanders, but it. It looks like a pretty neutral site inside of the uh, stadium. Um, they're big focused um, on it because a lot of questions that came up with the media is, how are you going to sustain keeping people coming through? And their their big focus, they was like, we're, we're going to market, of course. But their main thing was, and which I like what Jason said. He, he said he wanted to make sure all the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed before they start getting so many people inside of it but i think i think it will do fairly uh, well yeah, yeah I, <laughs> i'd i'd like to
0: i'd like to lean into the cbso on that um what is the plan to get
3: people there they want to wait till well no he said he said uh because uh questions came up about you know getting people there and retaining people there he was like all right well first we want to make sure you know the operation is set and tight first before we start Pushing for so many people to come Shouldn't that
2: be together before you open it? Yeah. Because because sometimes when you put something new, it it, it causes people to go check it out. Yeah. And if they go check it out and things aren't right, they don't come back. That first impression could be your last impression. Yeah. You know, and I've been to several of these different uh, openings and things that are happening around. When you went the first time, you say, I'll be back. You know, and I think that's the ultimate thing where they better make sure things are going to be where people want to come back because y- if you don't do it right the first time and damn sure a second time
3: they don't come back yeah this this opening seemed even though it's open to the public now this kind of felt more like a soft opening because it was just more media there mm-hmm. uh but the spot the the place in itself it actually looked pretty nice mm-hmm. uh the machines are lined up across the wall they were clean uh, you also have the counter in which you can place your own bets. Uh, now, I think the issue is going to be space. And it seems like this space is, I think, with about 60, 70 people, it will look kind of, like, packed because it's, it reminds me more of, like, a lounge in, like, D.C. Like, how— uh, well, you, like let, Let's, let's, look, at, let's yeah. look
2: at the wall behind you. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the studio— where you all are in here is it bigger than that? Yes, but no.
3: Okay, so this space would be like where the tables are. Like if these walls were out right here, the bar would be that uh, that back wall where you are at, and then I would say the bullpen would be like where the um, the machines are to bet the kiosk.
2: How far in the bullpen? Uh,
3: like literally, as soon as you step out the door, like okay, walk out here to kiosk right there. And then, if you walk like you're going to CK's office, that's where the actual counter is, and okay. have, you could come in from that side if you're ticketed, or come in from the outside. It, but it's not going to be open on game days, right? It will be open on game days. It's just you cannot place bets on game days, and that's not just a FedEx thing. That's per the league. So even when they put more,
2: into, you mean in the NFL stadium, in the NFL
3: stadiums, yes, they can. You can. So
2: what if it, what if you're betting on basketball? You can't put a basketball bet during the game? but. So, doesn't everybody
0: have a phone
2: and you can just bet on your phone? Yes.
3: (laughs) You you can bet on your phone. What the hell
0: is the point of that? I want to talk about the prices. So, you sent us. I guarantee these prices will be different on game day. But I think (laughs) if you're just going to go there during the week.
3: Because if they're not, you go in there and get your booze. And then one more thing on the betting. Sure. It's only home games you can't bet on. So, if it's an away game and you want to bet up there on Sunday, you can. But if it's a home yeah, game, I'm saying, you can't.
2: Yeah, well, you know, because when it's an away game, they're not there. So, you can go yeah. in there and put your bets in. Yeah, I got so, a little fact sheet
3: right here. Well, I see, uh, Jeff, see Jeff, Jeff making it happen. Picking, picking That's our notes senior FedEx on. insider, Jeff
0: Walker. If you missed it, uh, this morning, the Commanders had a grand opening of a new sports book inside FedEx Field. They built it out. It's the Fanatics sports book. Jeff was there. Um, all right. So, I, Jeff sent us a picture of the beer prices. You can get a Bud Light, you can get a regular beer for seven bucks. I think that's pretty fair.
2: Um, how much does it costs other places?
0: Yeah, I, I think Maybe that's totally better. reasonable. Like you could get uh, a, a mixed drink for about ten bucks. If you want a you want a Jack and Coke, it's nine dollars. It seems fair, landfill.
3: I think I figured out how they can charge such reasonable prices for beer. Uh, chili cheese dog and fries is sixteen bucks for real? Yeah. That's a
0: heck of a price for a hot dog.
3: That's a big yikes for me, bro.
0: <laughs> Yo, hold on a second here. Just as a value play. Chicken tenders with honey mustard comes with fries, 17 bucks for some chicken tenders. And why
2: that beer is 7?
0: Or Bro, you could get a double Cheddar burger, a bacon double cheeseburger for 17 bucks. Who on earth isn't getting the burger? Chicken tenders or a burger are the same price? The kids, well, I can't take kids there. Yeah, you can't take kids. It's 21 and up at all times, right?
2: Yeah, I'm about I to say the kids might want the chicken tenders, but okay, won't be kids.
0: The cheapest food available is a grilled chicken quesadilla for 12 bucks. That seems kind of reasonable um so Jeff <clears throat> the ultimate question it sounds like they didn't screw this up is that accurate
3: that is accurate that's good I think my only recommendation for them uh for this rollout would to be would be to promote it more I mean I was literally searching for it on the internet and it was it wasn't on the main page I just had to keep but so well, based off of what Jason told
2: you, they didn't want a lot of people there. That yeah. doesn't make much sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's not. They didn't want a lot because it's not working yet. You know, I I just think like the thing about it is you have competition, and you have people that deal with their phones too. I wonder the entertainment, other than just going into a sports bar. You know, when you go to a sports bar, do you look for one that's sitting out in the open of nowhere? Oh, you look for one that maybe next to another one because you might get tired of the one you're at. That, Jeff,
0: you live over that way. You used to live right there. Now you live a little further away since you moved to your own path. Are you gonna go there? It's Friday night. You're meeting up with your boys. Would you go
3: there?
2: No, he's gonna be Bart. He's gonna be a well, DJ sure. somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I wouldn't
3: have a problem going up to the sportsbook. Like if it's something during the week. And it's a game on a big game. It's right. Monday down night the football. Go there. Yeah, and get I, some I would wave. go there. I would go there. You okay. know, chill out because
2: if you had a choice, there and somewhere, else, you gonna go there. Well, I'm gonna go there because it's closer,
3: and it's not like it, like a lot of people. say Unless I
2: called them to meet me somewhere else,
3: it's not like a lot of, of of uh people say it's nothing there. But you know, the Boulevard is relatively right down the street and things. Uh, the parking will be free if you go to the sports book during the week. Uh, that's a question that people um, ask. Yep. Yeah. Only yeah, during I'll, the week, uh during the week parking will be free. Um Are they charging on the weekend?
2: No, anytime my game see on game days. Game
3: day for sure, but yeah. For
2: every other day parking should be free. free yeah. Well, it's okay. closed on game day, you can't bet on game day. No, anyway. it's,
3: it's not closed on game day. It will still You can go be in there and get drinks and food. Okay. You just can't bet. You can't place But you game could game just game. have your phone
0: in your pocket and put a bet in on your phone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is so silly.
2: <laughs> it's crazy. They don't have geolocation or they have geolocation. and That might shut that down if you're at, at the stadium too, though.
0: Yeah, but they would only want the geolocation to shut stuff down eight days a year. Yeah. You're gonna invest the money in geolocation <laughs> or eight days? Maybe
2: fanatics will.
0: Maybe. Um <laughs> Tailgate Ted has a good point. Sam Howell would be ordering the chicken tenders over the burger. <laughs> Something to consider. <laughs> um, Lampfield, I got good news for you. You ready? Jordan Giorgio is about to join the program. Um, She's she's a part of Basketball Day in the DMV tomorrow, which seems like it's going to be a really cool event. She just tweeted out, she's got a bone to pick with me. Generally, I think you like when people have bones to pick with me. So let's find out what the hell's going on. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitchell Finley. B. Mitchell Finley on a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday. Don't forget, 13 minutes till Ask B Mitch Anything. Phone lines will be open. Jimmy Patsos joins us at 1 30. You going to remember this time. I will find out. Um, <laughs> right now, though, Landville, this computer just shut down. So can you pull Jordan up for me, please? Um, we've got Jordan Giorgio from NBC Sports Washington. JG, what's joining up? Us. Jordan anchors all our commanders' coverage, but apparently she's mad at me and it's basketball day. What's up, Jordan? <laughs>
4: Hey, I Listen, it, this Popeye's thing must be a you thing, J.P., and I know oh, B. Mitch God. is going to have my back One hundred percent. Les, listen, listen, because J.P. always say, B. Mitch always has your back, E is going to have my back in this argument because we ordered Popeye's all the time during the season, and we would order a very large order, well over, what, $100, B. Mitch, yep. I would say, and it was always arriving in a timely manner from the Tenleytown location, which you said that you go to, quote, all the time.
0: That's my hometown
4: Popeye. I think it's a James Finley thing. That's
2: that's what it is. Because you know
4: what? I I noticed,
2: Jordan, JP wants to be able to pull up, walk in, and walk out in one minute. That's not happening nowhere. Uh,
3: Jeff just went to Popeye's. (laughs) Jeff, was it easy or a pain in the butt? Uh, it wasn't a pain in the butt, but it wasn't easy. Like yeah. I had to wait like five, ten minutes.
2: Thank five you, or ten oh, minutes okay. for two five boxes for minutes. two boxes of chicken. This that did they have other people in the place too? Yeah, it was other. Okay, people Okay, then. In. So five minutes is legitimate. Going to McDonald's with other people in the place, you gonna wait about four five minutes too. You guys, what's are, the
0: difference? I, we all agree that we love the chicken. We'll move boy, forward. T- <laughs> uh, JP, <something> else, boy. <laughs> um, so Jordan, I wanted to talk this weekend. You are part of the Wizards NBC Sports Washington uh, Basketball Day in the DMV. I know my boy Mark got this thing going. It's the it's the Capital Hoops Challenge presented by the Washington Wizards. Tell everybody what it is.
4: Oh, my gosh. It's so cool. I actually just got off the phone with Mark right before I went on air, oh, and I cool. hope he's listening. So I told him I would not let him down here, but it is so cool. I mean, the Wizards and you know NBC Sports Washington have really partnered to broadcast and showcase some of the top high school basketball games in not only our area, but really in the country. So the amount of young talent that you'll be able to catch before, you know, Jag's Chiefs kick off on Saturday is insane. So total of four local games, JP will actually be broadcast on NBC Sports Washington. That's awesome. You'll have some of the best guests, I, I believe Mystic Guard, Natasha Cloud, Jimmy Passos, Chrissy Scott, Wes Hall, Chase Hughes, and myself will all be on the sideline for various games. But Eight games total will be going on that day, but as I mentioned, only four will actually be televised. Three games held at Damatha, which is a part of that Capital Hoops challenge that you mentioned, and then one game will actually be at Capital One Arena. So the day begins at Damatha with Patriot High School of Virginia tipping off against Largo High at 10 a.m., I believe. Now, this is one that I would definitely prioritize to watch while you sip your morning coffee or I guess if you're B-Mitch after you get like a 60-mile ride in on Saturday. There you go. The so <laughs> I didn't forget that. But you'll have Largo, which I would say is a very young and experienced team, but whereas tight Patriot High is just a very experienced team, almost every year having won six straight district titles. So that wow. says something right there. They had three seniors graduate last year, but it doesn't really feel like they've taken any sort of hit as Coach Sherman Rivers has three seniors starting two juniors with the first three off the bench being juniors. And all those juniors played as sophomores last year. So a lot of games that are these guys felt for Patriot high school who really pride themselves. I would say as being such a defensive um, backing team in the area, really led by Caden Bates is one of the reasons that this team has played exceptionally expect, expect, well um, this season at 13 and two and really expected to make a deep run. Meanwhile, you have Largo. They may be young, but they have the talent, so all eyes will be on sophomore Cam Ward, currently ranked as the top prospect in the entire state of Maryland for his class. He's 6'6", look at this, he plays guard, so you don't really see that. A lot in high school basketball especially in public schools because those those top private schools really swoop that talent up however cam's dad get this he happens to be the head coach of largo basketball and that's rodney ward so he he can't go somewhere else like nah
2: you're not leaving here homie
4: yeah (laughs) you're not going anywhere so cam has really been in the gym at largo high for at least two days a week i would say since really he was born so a pretty surreal experience for those two, especially dad, a.k.a. coach, to see his son have so much success and really gain all this widespread attention. So, Pencilin, Patriot High versus Largo High at 10 a.m. Where are you going to be surreal- tomorrow?
0: Are you started? bouncing around? Are you at Damatha? Are you at Bar- or Capital One Arena? Where are you going to be?
4: So, I'm all at Damatha and I'm not being biased here, but I will say, I, I, I think that's the best games. Are going to be at Damatha, and I talked to Mark about that earlier. Obviously, you know Damatha will be playing Word of God out of North Carolina. Um, I think that's at one thirty, and that's going to be at Cap One, so that's the only game that will be televised. There is some um,
0: irony that a lot of these games are hosted at Damatha, and Damatha is not Damatha's playing at Cap One Arena.
4: Isn't that, isn't but, that wild? Yeah. But isn't St. It John's is
0: playing at Damatha? St. John's is the number one team, I think, in the post or or maybe it's Paul the You Get the scout him like
2: that.
4: Yeah, that's the one. So that's the that's definitely the one that I would be sitting down, making sure you're in front of your TV for. That's the uh, game that will cap off uh, on NBC Sports Washington. So um, they will play Springside Chestnut Hill, actually, out of Pennsylvania. Um, that's at 315. And, yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, St. John's, such a powerhouse coming off a big win, actually, over DeMatha. And they're led by head coach Pat Behan, who just notched his 150th win with the program. And, and Coach Vihan, I mean, what, what an incredible human being. His team is fighting on the court while he's fighting his own battle with ALS, you guys. He was diagnosed last spring, actually, with the disease at 34 years old. Wow. So it's his own battle, but he's certainly not fighting fighting alone in this. I mean, his whole community team is behind him. I actually learned that during the Wizards game that Saturday night against the Magic, the 50-50 raffle earnings will be donated fighting ALS in Coach wow. Behan's honor. He's incredible young man. I had a chance to chat with him yesterday. The kids at St. John's, just beyond lucky to have him as a leader, molding such fine young men. I'm excited to talk to them all, and fans will be able to see two of the, the class of 2024s Um, best recruits in the area for St. John's, Um, Donnie Freeman and Daquan Davis in this one. So no shortage of storylines, talents to watch. Uh, It's going to be fun. I'm excited. I saw some
2: behind-the-scenes stuff going on. I saw you and uh, Anthony shooting, so JP and I would take that two-on-two battle. Yeah, we'll play in two-on-two. You
4: you like that jumper. I know you do. (laughs) I
2: I will say your jumper was good. I
0: wasn't expecting that. It was a legit (laughs) jumper.
4: Hey! Don't ever doubt me. Don't ever doubt me.
0: Clearly, U- unless it's getting hot at the craps table, because then I could doubt
4: you. I had a feeling that was coming. Beamish was the only one who was smart that night to not lend me some cash, but <laughs> it was, you, it was you an, it was and, an and investment. And Haley really took the bait.
0: Yeah, yeah, we sure did. Um, it was an investment, and not all investments come back. You got to be aware that uh, of of the market. Um, I think, so the The event is two days long, right? Like there'll be more games at Tamatha on Sunday. It's televised on Saturday, mm-hmm. right? Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Okay. Eight
4: games, to, yep, exactly.
0: All right, so a lot of opportunity for folks if they want to watch some hoops. You can go Saturday. Highlight on a local team. I think it's cool, man. Yeah, I think it's I like cool that. for Capital Hoops to put it together. I mean, nobody has more insight and pull on D.C. high school basketball than my boy Mark, uh, Capital Hoops team, um, and then it, it's very cool. NBC Sports Washington got involved. I had no idea any oh, of this yeah. was happening until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and you should
4: come by for a game. Come by for a game. What are you guys doing on Saturday? So
0: I kind of want to. I kind of want to bring my kids. Um, but with a four-year-old, I kind of think it'd be easier to go to Damatha than it would to go to
4: Cap One Arena. Yeah.
0: Don't you think so? You
4: should. You should come through. You know what? I will tell you that it's funny. As long as you don't sing, I the, think she'll be good
2: anywhere you go. <laughs>
4: The head coach of this Springside Chestnut Hill High School out of Pennsylvania, his name is um, Julian McFadden. And actually, weird connection after talking to him yesterday, you guys. He, his son, who is also named Julian, plays for Tory Smith's seven on seven team, who are practicing at Maryland that day. So oh, I just awesome. convinced Corey to come through. Um, so I might pull him for an interview um, during the game. We'll see. And maybe you, JP. You know, Don't be surprised. If people want to know what the former three-star guard out of uh, Bethesda <laughs> football the boy, he guard He was a football is, guard. I,
2: I, I want and, and he played tackle, too. He didn't tell you that. Hold on.
0: I need the world to know that I led the country in three-point shooting percentage in 1990. He shot one, but they don't even count
2: that, they bro.
4: rip?
2: He shot you one know, and I, hit one, Jordan. We don't need to get they into they the don't, specifics. They don't,
4: was Ryan. that on JV, though? That on JV because Mark told me he remembers you playing
0: on JV. It, oh I, yeah, I didn't make varsity. Obviously, it was <laughs> I'm a JV player. I'm a junior varsity basketball player. That's but he awesome.
2: played guard and tackle. He guard the guard and tackle. Anybody that was got football. Close to football. I'm
0: just talking about. Yeah. no one can dispute. No one shot better than me from three point range in 1996. <laughs> but they don't count until
2: you get over 20. You only shot one.
0: Brian, those are <laughs> technical details. Um oh, Hey, awesome. you got an upset pick in the football this weekend?
4: Oh, I actually, you know, I don't have a bone to pick. I'll be watching, um, of course, uh, on Saturday. Um, I don't, you know what? No, I don't have a bone to pick. This what I'm rooting, I think, for the Giants, I would say, just because I, I'm amazed at what Brian Dayball has wait, been wait, able right, to do. Right, actually, you, you're doing well. Landfill, did you yet. just hear her, what she said?
0: Yeah, Landfill is an Eagles Landfield, fan. Landfill, she's
2: cheering for the Giants.
0: Is, Give her a he sound effect.
2: And then you forgot, I oh, I play for the Giants too, though, huh? Yeah, you played for both of them. Yeah, but, you but, forgot. No, I don't like the Giants. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Jordan, we got to go. Thank you for the
2: time.
1: <laughs> all right. All right, Jay. Talk- be cool.
0: Enjoy Bye. tomorrow. That's our friend Jordan Giorgio. You can follow her on Twitter, at Jordan Giorgio. She'll be part of a full day of local hoops coverage on NBC Sports Washington tomorrow. Make sure you check it out. Coming right back, it's Ask Mitch. Anything.